our human experience is clouded by more distractions than ever before. Not only is there a constant hum of noise, but we can also be reached by anyone at any time. We have granted people, friends, and strangers alike access to us that they have no business having. Notifications from email and social media and texts or calls or whatever other communication you have on your phone constantly hang around. Not to mention the access we have to information. With a computer at our fingertips and the world's wisdom, or garbage, just a few clicks away, why wouldn't we constantly consume and appease our voracious appetites for knowledge and blissful mindlessness? We have lost the art of sitting in silence and have relinquished the ability to let things wait. We have created a state of absolute rush and right nowness that cannot be satisfied. It's no wonder that so many of us are filled with anxiety. But like all things chaotic, anxiety is not of God. It is a tactic, a flaming arrow in the enemy's arsenal of weapons to distract us from the truth that God is good and faithful and sovereign, and we have nothing to fear. If you're feeling anxious, I invite you to listen in as we dissect God's character so that we can lean into his truth and let go of the enemy's lies. Welcome to Loved and Made Worthy. My name is Erica, and this is a podcast about embracing our God-given purpose and letting go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, and overachieving. If you want a deeper relationship with Jesus and are ready to ditch the labels that God never gave you, this is for you. Listen in as we journey with God to find out who He is, what that means for our life, and ultimately, who He created us to be. What we believe to be true about God and His character ultimately defines what we believe about ourselves and our circumstances. This is one of those instances where, if we don't have the truth tucked into our hearts, Satan will so easily whisper lies and sway us into believing something so far from the truth that it has the potential to damage our faith and relationship with God. For instance, if we have no reference point for God's goodness, it will probably be pretty easy for the enemy to sneak in and convince us that God isn't good, or that he's only good sometimes, or only for certain people. Satan might be able to convince us that because our circumstances are tough right now, God is mean and doesn't like us, that a good God would never allow this or that to happen, that a loving God would step in and change things because we never asked for this and we don't deserve it. If we're not seeking the scripture for a deeper understanding of who God is, the enemy might have an easier time redirecting our focus off of the things of God and onto the things of the flesh, where we begin to miss the blessings taking place right in front of us, and instead have laser focus for the hard stuff. Our beliefs about God's character informs our identity and how we interact with the world around us and navigate the storms of life. These beliefs determine how we respond to and rebuke the enemy's lies and tactics to change our focus. It's honestly no wonder Satan uses anxiety as an attack. I mean, why fix it if it's not broken? He uses it because it works. Anxiety is totally and completely distracting and has the potential to dismantle us brick by brick. But God. But God, in his infinite kindness, has shown us exactly who he is so that we might refocus our sights and find peace in the overwhelm, the fear, the noise, solid in our knowledge of him and as a result, ourselves. So who is God? 
Let's dive into a few of his characteristics that we can rely on to find peace and anxiety. First of all, God is good. Jesus tells us this in both Mark 10.18 and Luke 18.19. When the rich young ruler called him good teacher, Jesus responded with, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. God's goodness is affirmed in Psalm 34.8. It says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. And again in Psalm 107.1, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. And because God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, we see the evidence of his goodness throughout Scripture and in our individual everyday lives. James 1.17 tells us that every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. To really grasp the depth of God's goodness, which, let's face it, we probably can't do, but we can start by naming all of the gifts in our life, from the seemingly mundane to the miraculous, the breath in our lungs, the belly laugh in our throats, the memories that play like movies in our brains, the late-night kitchen dances with the ones we love, the front-row spot in a packed parking lot, the found item that you need tomorrow, the gift of a little more time of the right words, of safety, of hope. God's goodness is everywhere, and if we shift our perspective, it becomes so incredibly clear that his gifts for us are constant. We cannot escape them. And yes, he is even good when it all seems bad. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. So I have to ask, In God's constant pursuit of your heart, what has he given you? How has he made his goodness evident in your life? Because God is good, we can rest in the knowledge that he is for and not against us. That he is fighting for us just as he did the Israelites so many lifetimes ago. We can trust that he's got our backs and our best interests at heart. And you know what? We can't talk about God's goodness without talking about his faithfulness. He is a covenant-making God who always follows through. There are no exceptions. We can see this evidence throughout scripture and history. We see God promise Abraham countless descendants, and he made it happen when it should have been impossible. We see God promise Noah rain, and it rained so much, it flooded the earth. We see God promise to provide when it was time for Isaac to be sacrificed. And not only did he provide a ram for that moment, but years later, he provided Jesus. His faithfulness is unmatched. God makes us promises too. He promises to be with us in Isaiah 41.10 and in many, many other instances throughout the Bible. He promises to be our peace in times of trouble in John 16.33. In Matthew 11.28, he promises to give us rest. To detail every single promise he makes us in this episode would be impossible, but I encourage you to dive into the word and look for them. And then look for the evidence in your life that God is faithful to those promises. Know that as you do this, the enemy isn't going to like it, and he's going to do what he does and whisper lies about how God has failed to keep this or that promise, but it won't be true. Satan will try to convince you that if God was faithful, this thing would have already happened, but that's not true either. The truth is, it is not in God's character to be unfaithful. He works all things for good in his perfect timing because he is the king of the universe, the father of life. And because he is faithful, 
we can trust him in everything, even when it doesn't make sense. Because honestly, even when things don't make sense, God is the sovereign creator above all, able to implement his will because he can. But this isn't like a bratty, childish, I can and I will type scenario. Remember, he's good and faithful, so we can trust that in his sovereignty, he's going to use it to benefit us. He has a plan, and that plan will come to pass. Ephesians 1, 7-12 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ as a plan for the fullness of time to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. This sovereignty should bring us so much comfort. The knowledge that the enemy does not win, no matter how hard he might try, that despite life being so hard and the world filled with sin, there is hope for an eternity spent in God's glory. God is good and faithful and sovereign so that we can rest in the knowledge that his love is real and deeper than we could have ever imagined. And in those depths, we can find peace and break the chains of anxiety that keep us tied to the worries of this world. I hope today's episode blessed your spiritual walk and brought you just a little bit closer to Jesus. If you enjoyed listening, please consider subscribing and leaving a review. I love to hear how God is using this in your life. And if you'd like to connect, be sure to join the Loved and Made Worthy Facebook group. I would love to see you there. Now, as we go our separate ways, I just want to remind you of three things. You are seen, you are loved, and you are made worthy in Jesus. I'll see you next time.